Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, Soul Talk friends. We are so thankful for you. And we want to give a special shout out and thanks to those of you who have donated and support this ministry of Soul Shepherding. It's because of you that we're able to do Soul Talks and and all of our ministry. And so we're just thanking you and asking you to be prayerful. Is there something more that God would lead you to do in partnership with us at Soul Shepherding this year? Maybe you want to invest in scholarship assistance to inner city pastors or pastors ministering in poor and needy around the world that come to our institutes and our spiritual direction training or helping us expand our ministry to pastors and leaders around the globe. We can't do it without you. And so we just ask that you be prayerful. If you'd like to give a donation, you can do that online at soulshepherding.org forward slash donate or the donate button there. You can also send a check to our office in Irvine, and the address is also on our website and in the podcast notes. And we always appreciate it when you share Soul Talks with others of your friends and expand our Soul Talk community. Growing together in our conversations in Christ is so important. We need each other. We can't do life alone. And so what we want to talk about today, we mentioned on a podcast earlier this month, and that's the subject of anticipatory grief. And this is something very personal to me that's been coming up to me. And my sister actually brought it to my attention recently, too, because we we both have been feeling it. And we've been so thankful to be supporting each other in that and understanding each other and acknowledging that. Anticipatory grief often is triggered when you're either your own aging or loss, something that is triggered there and you're seeing that a loss is going to be coming for you a grief is going to be coming for you and you can begin to anticipate that grief and feel the grief that you'll feel later now in the moment or oftentimes it's triggered like it's been triggered for my sister and I of late with our mom's cancer and seeing her ending her life and coming near to the end and as we've been journeying with her grief we've been feeling our own grief and how much we're going to miss her and what it's going to be like to not have her here with us anymore. And uh, the grief of, we're doing active grief now, what, what we've lost in the changes we've seen so far, but we also are anticipating the greater grief that's ahead for us each. And as we talk about that, it helps us to feel a sense of empathy for each other, a sense of validation for what we're experiencing, And it helps us to process our own emotions about it and also to lean into some opportunities that anticipatory grief can bring. So in other words, even before I experience the death of a loved one or some other loss, I might be grieving because I'm anticipating that loss to come. And that can be very sad. It can be very stressful. There's potential anxiety in that and kind of rehearsing and ruminating in my mind and worrying about how am I going to deal with this. And so it's natural, but it can also be a robber that steals the joy of the moment. Yes, it can be. We can get lost in it if we get overly fixated on that and then miss out being present to the gift 
that we have with that person now. And so something that can be good is it can it can also be a signal, kind of like on the dashboard of our car to kind of say, hey, pay attention because there's an opportunity right now to take care of something. So I can anticipate the grief of I won't be able to ask my mom questions, but I can spend some time and energy. Well, what things am I curious about that I can answer right now? And can I make space in my life right now for those? I can lean in in a sense. Or another way that I remember anticipatory grief really surfacing for me, Bill, was when our kids were going to go off to college. And it would surface the grief of, oh, I'm going to miss them. I'm, I'm letting go. I'm, and it would anticipate that grief for me, but it also helped me to, to enjoy a sweetness, an extra sweetness to some of the lasts, some of the things that, well, this is the last time I'll get to do this for them, or to commemorate some of those things. They're not going to be in my home much longer. They're not going to be here in the same way much longer. And can I be recognize the treasure and the gift of this moment a little bit more? Squeezing more juice out of the orange there. Yeah, you're, when you're talking about uh, the last, you're talking about appreciating the moment, celebrating what you have now. The Bible talks a lot about this. For instance, Paul in Second Corinthians four says, "You know, now is the day of salvation. Not, not, we only have now. <laughs> it, we, it, we can easily make the mistake of feeling bad about the past or worrying or being or grieving about the future. But we have the moment now. And so, while it's important to admit to the emotions that we're having about the past or the future." To, to get stuck uh, cycling or spiraling there takes us out of moments now. And so that's a great example, Christy. And I saw you do that. And I've always appreciated how you, uh, you, you squeeze the sponge for more joy, for more relational c- connectivity in moments with the, the questions that you ask and the ways that you seek to remember and to celebrate and to reminisce and to appreciate and uh, make the most of the time you have with people because it's such a blessing when we can reorient ourselves here and now and gosh so much of the spiritual life is about that uh, things like centering prayer things like uh, using uh, personality assessments like the Enneagram for self-awareness and uh, that's our, our new book Healthy Feelings Thriving Faith that's going to be coming out is on, on that and so living in the moment uh, by understanding who we are, where we are, who we're with, God's presence, and and being prayerful, being appreciative, uh, that that's the joy of life, right there. It is, and and I think one of the things that often we need to distinguish here. So, in the anticipatory grief that my mom's aging, our parents' aging, triggers in us. There can be a temptation. We don't want to be too quick to just shift to the positive of the moment such that we shut down the grief because there is an important grief work to do in that. And so to acknowledge that grief, to receive empathy in our grief, to empathize with others. That's why sometimes when you're grieving, grief support can be so helpful or it can be so helpful. When I was in the anticipatory grief with our kids leaving college, one of the things I did that was helpful was what I said with treasuring the moment. But the other thing I did was talk to other friends who were going through it too. And we could validate for each other. Oh yes, I feel that too. I'm going to miss that too. I'm sad about that too. I'm already starting to grieve some of these lasts. 
And, and it was helpful to know I wasn't alone in that. And it's the same thing for me now with my parents. I have other friends whose parents are nearing the end of their life, whose parents are aging, and they feel that anticipatory grief too. And it helps for us to be able to, to validate that and to talk about that and say, oh, yeah, you feel that too. Or, Bill, you and I have talked about seeing our parents age, how it is provoked in us grief about our own aging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's not that far around the corner. You know, that's, we've been, we remember our parents so well at our age. It doesn't seem that long ago. And, and it triggers with us some of our own feelings about aging. And um, so I think that these can be also helpful opportunities for us to do some important grief work. What I appreciate, Christy, is you're illustrating two different ways of approaching anticipatory grief. One, uh, actually helps us to be in the moment in a healthy way and the other doesn't. And so the unhealthy way is when I'm worrying or I'm, I'm stewing or I'm uh, going into a, de- a de- depressed sort of posture around the grief that's coming. But the healthy way is to pay attention to my emotions of sadness or fear or anxiety or frustration because I don't have control and to pray that through to talk that through with somebody who listens and by moving into the emotion authentically like that that then enables me to get back into a place where i can enjoy the moment yes it does and that's that's important because we also don't want to shut it down too quickly or to test it we're denying it we're denying the grief so the other day bill we were with my mom and on the way home after being with her you asked me, how are you feeling? How was that for you? And you recognized that I would probably have some emotions. And you gave me the gift of being able to talk about my grief. And when I was talking to you my, about my grief, some of the grief that I talked to you was some of the things I'm already grieving that I've lost with my mom. And some of it was anticipatory grief of things that I know I'm going to lose that I have now and how the being with her and enjoying her because it was a really positive time we'd had with her. But that had triggered that anticipatory grief of, but I'm losing this. This was so good, but I'm losing this. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so you let me cry about that. Mm-hmm. You let me feel that. But then I was able to get free of it and mm-hmm. I was able to return to joy and appreciation of what I have with her now and more get back into that acceptance that, okay, this is a natural part of life. And then to hold on to the gratitude of what I've enjoyed with her and receive. Yeah. So it all mixes together the the sadness and the gratitude and the the grief and the joy. And um, the other thing you're illustrating is that it's a cycle. And so it seems that even now, as you recall this, you're feeling some of that sadness that, yeah, your time with your mom is limited. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm also holding some of her anticipatory grief as well. Tell, tell us more about that. Well, because I hear that from her. I hear her talk about uh, fears of what's ahead with her cancer journey and uh, anticipating the grief of that. She'll, she'll process her grief about what she's already lost with this, like not being able to drive a lot of her independence but she talks a lot about her fear of losing full independence. And that's in, in her own anticipatory grief. When she talks about that, I certainly have my own feelings about that, 
of grief for her. But then I also think about, well, someday that'll come for me too. Mm-hmm. And I have my own feelings about that. Yeah, grief triggers grief. They stack up on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to realize that I think is important because sometimes it can help us to receive more of God's grace and be more open to acknowledging what we're feeling instead of judging ourselves for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody listening might might have the thought like, well, it isn't this just borrowing trouble from tomorrow borrowing trouble from tomorrow spiraling in all this emotion and just wallowing and wallowing in it why don't you just have faith and be positive and well you're you're going to go to heaven and uh, the bible says uh, rejoice always in the lord and uh, some somebody might think that we're emphasizing um, the emotions of sadness and grief and like like overly so and I think it's hard for some, some of us to understand that it's in the context of authenticity and vulnerability and uh, admitting what we feel and uh, verbalizing that out loud or in prayer to, to uh, understand and take ownership of that, that. That's how we bring our inner self into relationship with God and other people in order to, to be known and to be loved and that's an important part of what releases the uh, love, joy, and peace from our life. That's, right. that's what helps us to to get re-centered, re-grounded into the moment of right now is is a beautiful time to be alive. It 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 comes by being emotionally honest and honest in our in our faith to awaken to all of life and all of the emotions of life. The, the loss and the gain, the loss even as we talk about aging of our bodies wasting away, but increasing in spiritual substance and holding those together and the loss of life as we know it on earth now, but the joy of the life to come and the loss of a loved one who we're close to and who is so important and maybe we even have a secure attachment with, but then the waking up to the reality of, well, but is Jesus enough for me and where's my primary attachment? Yeah, let's talk more about that. Is Jesus enough for me? Because sometimes we might think that way as a way of sort of negating our need for support from somebody else or thinking that I, I ought to just not have to um, prevail upon somebody to care for me and help me, but I ought to be able to just go pray about it or read my Bible and have faith and be strong. And so a lot of times we, we view sort of our, our faith in our relationship with God as like separate from our other relationships. But what you're talking about and what we're talking about here is the integration of those and that when when we're emotionally honest with somebody or when somebody's emotionally honest with us, God's in the middle of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I would even go far, so far as to say, like with my mom, what I love about her most is Jesus in her mm. and the ways that I have experienced God in and through her, the way that she has brought me to Jesus, the way she's nurtured me in the Lord. 
So you're experiencing that part's she- going to last. It's not going to last in the way that she won't be here to continue to directly minister. Mm-hmm. But all that she's invested in me and all of God that's come through her to me remains. Mm-hmm. Now it's beautiful. And you're saying that you're experiencing Jesus is enough for you in the context of your conversations with your mom. Or, yes. or in your in the the best moments, you're not always feeling mm-hmm. that, of course, because there's sometimes you're you're feeling the grief or you're you're stressed or you're you're wrestling with it. Mm-hmm. But over the course of the process, as you're working this through, uh, one of the things we say is that my life is Jesus' school of discipleship for teaching me, and you're living into that, Christy. And so, in the context of the anticipatory grief with your mom, you're finding the centrality of Jesus. In your life. Well, yes. And it also helps me to wake up to what does it look like for me to lean on Jesus right now in this, and even in the opportunity he's given me in this, to um, would I want to make a sacrifice that I wouldn't normally make because the anticipatory grief is reminding me that there's an opportunity here that I won't have much longer. Yeah, so a sacrifice of love that maybe you would have thought you were too busy for, but because the t- the time is short and the anticipatory grief is helping you admit that, realize that, uh, then it, it, it changes your behavior to be even more oriented around generosity and compassion while you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or will I let myself do some of the grief work when I find myself in the anger stage of grief, and instead of shut that down in judgment for myself, will I let myself process through that mm-hmm. and get through that? Because at some point, I need to do that on my way towards the acceptance. Yeah, and, and I've seen you do this with your spiritual director in recent a number of months here now that you've been in this anticipatory grief phase and the, the cancer journey with your mom. Uh, Talk to us about how your spiritual director has been helpful to you with your grief, because probably a lot of those who are listening would think, well, wouldn't you talk to a counselor about that? But actually, you can talk with a spiritual director about that. Yeah, well, he has done things like validated my emotions and said, oh, yes, this is attachment pain you're you're feeling in this anticipatory grief of with your mom because you've been so attached to her and you're losing her and you're you're so loving christy you're you're loving her well and um your even your grief is a sign of your love for her and mm. how much you're going to miss her he's validating and empathizing mm-hmm. with my grief as he hears it and um and he's he's not judging me when i'm in the anger part of the grief and i'm talking about you know, I didn't expect this to be now, and this is having such an impact on my life, and I didn't expect, you know, uh, I didn't want it to happen now, or, or, or this way, or, um, and, he, you know, he's not judging me for that. He's holding the space to let me give voice to the emotions that I have. And and then he he reminds me that Jesus is with me. Jesus cares, and Jesus has empathy for me, and he's showing me that, and he prays for me. And he prays for my mom. And so I don't feel alone and I feel mm-hmm. supported and strengthened by that journey too. 
and you're doing this over the phone. Other people do it over Zoom, but it, it, it of course, you have met with the spiritual director in person before, but e- even over I the phone. over the phone, yeah. Even over the phone, it's like really helpful to it's you. It's better for me over the phone, yeah. So uh, how, how are you able to f- experience the, the empathy and the care so impactful for you? Well, I think probably all the empathy I've received in my life prior to helps me with that. Um, I think the trust and rapport that I have with him helps me to know I know him as a caring and empathetic person, not just for me, yeah, but in general, in his ministry and and others as well. So, So I already know that that oozes from him. Yeah, ironically, uh, Christie's spiritual director is someone that we have trained in our Soul Shepherding Institute, and so it's a beautiful um, back-and-forth relationship that you have yeah, there. I know he knows the value of empathy, importance mm-hmm. of it, and he knows I value it. Yeah. So if you're dealing with anticipatory grief, uh, we just encourage you to find someone safe who will listen to you, support you, guide you, pray for you. And one of those options would be to talk with one of the senior spiritual directors or senior coaches at Soul Shepherding. We'd be so honored, so happy to support you. Jesus, how grateful we are that you are well acquainted with grief. And you know, you you lost your dad. You lost your cousin, John the Baptist. So many that here on earth you were attached to. And you had the anticipatory grief of the cross. And you worked through that such that you were ready to embrace it and to trust God in it and to be obedient. And thank you for the model you are to us. And thank you for your body, your people, who are ambassadors of you to shepherd our souls, to be shepherds after your own heart in our grief. Pray for each one of our listeners as they are feeling anticipatory grief, that you would draw near to them, that you would provide shepherds after your own heart, ambassadors of you to care for them too and journey with them, such that you could bring us renewed attachment to you, renewed hope and faith and trust and joy and strength in you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. 